welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. I, I mean, I don't listen, but yes. I, 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 I know I'm, you don't <laughs> listen before, during, or after. I'm like, I'm like Barton Fink. I don't listen. Oh, boy. I yeah. don't listen. Um, what a great movie, David. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with I you on that. I know you're fond of it. Yeah, I'm uh, with you on yeah. Barton Fink being a great movie. Um, uh, you know what else is a great movie, that, or I think is a great movie, and you don't? What's uh, that? House of Gucci. Uh, but, correct, yes. Uh, you can hear us talk about it on the Movie Journal. What I wanted to talk about is that for the first time since the Arclights closed, mm-hmm. I went to an Arclight that is now not an arc light anymore i saw house of gucci at the regal sherman oaks the Sher- okay uh i've been wanting to i've been wanting to go to that theater and i don't know why uh because <laughs> it used to be an arc light but it's not anymore yeah i just want to uh, exist in that space again but yeah i mean it's still the lobby that still has that like you know train station motif mm-hmm. in the in the lobby um, I didn't go, I, I, in retrospect, cause I didn't want any concessions cause I'm not a guy, as we've talked about on the podcast before, I'm not a guy who tends to get concessions in movie theaters, but I wish I had gone to see what they do. Like, do they still have like fancy, like, you know, fancy sausages or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and I doubt they had the caramel corn. That was weight. That was very much a signature arc light thing. Uh, as I know from having worked at the arc light, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, you'd be on caramel corn duty and that's literally all you did all night was make caramel corn. Um, which some people hated that job. I loved it. My favorite, two favorite things when working at the Arclight, making the caramel corn or working at the gift shop because they were sure. the two jobs where the fewest people talked to you for the entire shift, <laughs> um, which is, which is what I liked. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I went to an Arclight. This, this will be interesting to so few people, but, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it was kind of, uh, weird, but also, I don't know the the arc light, mm-hmm. which is the only arc light that was built to be an arc light, mm-hmm. except for the Cinerama Dome, um, has not reopened, right? As anything, so uh, I, I don't know. Like going to the Regal Sherman Oaks is kind of it's like just going to whatever. I don't remember what the Sherman Oaks Galleria theater right. was called before. Then I don't think I ever went. Yeah, I know. I went to the I went to the Culver City before it was an Arclight. When it was a Pacific, I went to that, and I went to the also Pacific, uh, the Pasadena Arclight. Yeah, I'd been to both of those before they were Arclights, but I'd never been to the Sherman Oaks one, so I don't know how different it is. But I guess the it's still the same like chairs, and it's still the same like um, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like the paint job, like part of the pleasure of the Arclight is how much the inside of the theater is designed to make the movie, the focus. Yeah. I mean, I I think of the arc, like like the theaters themselves, I think of them. I know they're not actual, like just black boxes, but they kind of are. Yeah. There's a lot of like Navy blue seats and and they're dark. Like they're meant for good presentation. And maybe I, maybe that's, they're holding up that standard. They didn't, obviously there was no greeter introduced in the movie. Um, but, uh, uh, having worked at the Arclight, let me tell you that whole greeter thing was, I don't know, it was kind of a sham anyway. I don't think it was, the, uh, it was meant to seem like the Arclight really wanted to give across this, like we really care about movies. Right. Um, but it was just like any other yeah. theater. Did you do, what, you did the greeter thing, right? Everybody did at some point. Uh, I only worked there for three months, so I did it for one night. Oh, okay. Before I quit without notice because not cause I hated the job, 
I actually liked working with the Arclight, but I got a job as a PA on a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, told my bosses, I was like, I can't pass up this opportunity. And they were like, we have a strict rule. You cannot quit with no notice. You'll never get hired here again. And I like wrote a whole letter trying to like, in case this doesn't mm-hmm. work out, got this job as a PA on a movie on a Monday on Wednesday afternoon, the studio canceled the movie and I was jobless again in two and a half days and didn't get to go back to the, oh, boy, to you, the arc light. You back to the wrong horse, David. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the real loser is the world who never got to see this uh, Hayden Panettiere vehicle that uh, I was going to be a PA on. Um, Do you know if it ever got no? It never some did. Capacity? No, okay. it never. It, it never did. Um, I read the script because uh, you have to. But yeah. right. Uh, but if you can, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go into that because I probably like sign an NDA at some point. Sure. I don't want to. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I greeted one night at the ArcLight. I, mean, I guess during the training, I probably did a couple. I remember like a low point was greeting Year of the Dog, a movie for which my name was in the credits. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of a sad thing. I did not point that out right. in, the, uh, in, in the greeting. Um, I also greeted or in- introduced, yeah, we say greeted, but it's introduced. Um, uh, the one time I got to do a greeting at in the Cinerama Dome, which is fun because you get to use a microphone. Hmm. The rest of the time, you just got to project in the other theaters, but the Cinerama Dome is big enough. So I, I introduced Hot Fuzz sure. in the Cinerama Dome, uh, looking right at Jeremy Piven in the audience. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd... I didn't look at him the whole time, but it was. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's hard to like, you're looking at an audience people and you're like, oh, there's, there's Jeremy Piven. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell from the dumb hat. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, any other questions about the arc light? The, I, yeah, I, they haven't changed. Like I said, the inside of the theaters is, is, is the same. And also not that anyone was asking the inside of the bathrooms is the same. Okay. But yeah. the arc lights all have that very specific thing where the stall doors have those like slats mm-hmm. on them. They're angled. So you, know, you can't, people can't like see right. in or whatever, but I, I did go into the bathroom. And I was like, Oh, this, this is still, still feels like an arc light. Yeah. I mean, it, I can't imagine. It's not as though Regal is a, uh, is such a branded theater that they would have to make huge changes, uh, to, to match. Um, well, I'm now, wondering I should go. Cause I, there's a, there's a Regal theater in North Hollywood now. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's Natalie would say it's walking distance. I would say, you know, if you're looking for a workout it's walking yeah. distance. Um, but I haven't been, um, I should go to that and see how, how different it is. Sure. Uh, Cause that's a brand new Regal, like built from the ground up. New. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely speaking of theaters in North Hollywood. Uh, you know, the, the century, uh, is it the century eight? Yeah. yeah. That's still around, but the, uh, sadly the, the little $2 theater that, uh, that did not survive. Yeah. That's, that's um, too bad. And that yeah. really bummed me out because I remember I was, I was living on Whitsett. I was living near it and I had just, I, that was an abandoned theater for, for a while. And then I drove by one day uh, on the freeway and like I saw like lights on and I was like, Oh wait, what's going on here? And I was so excited that like, not only was it another theater that was within walking distance, um, but also that it was like a, a second run theater, which th- I feel like, I don't know if those really exist very much anymore. Yeah. When is we, is when the we one were in younger, Pasadena still there? Did that, did that survive? Cause that's owned by the same people who, Right. Owned the I don't know. I, I'd have to look that up. But I remember when I like when I lived in Denver, 
obviously there were there are multiple you know first run theaters, but there were like three or four second run theaters, and yeah. that was always that was always very exciting to me because it's this idea. It's like if you don't, it was this. It was a theatrical stop before video, and so like yeah, and and it was cheaper, and so it was this idea of. I can still see this movie. I, I hey, I, you know what? I missed it, but I still have an opportunity uh, to see it the way the filmmaker intended it for it to be seen, and yeah. that was always exciting to me. Yeah, um, uh, and it wait, gives couple, you freedom to check out stuff you might not have otherwise because oh, it's so like cheap. the Intruder, which I ended up loving. The Dennis yeah. Quaid, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. As a kid, because I was one of four my parents weren't exactly like wealthy so like often that's how we saw movies was second yeah. we would like wait until Jurassic Park or whatever was at the second run theater because they could take us all for a dollar um uh I did one thing the only time I've ever actually seen this in person you see this in movies sometimes but the thing where like the film catches and then you see it burn on screen mm-hmm. sister act at a second run theater I actually saw that happen that's pretty awesome it was very cool yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> You know what I saw at the North Hollywood uh, uh, Second Run Theater uh, on Bellingham there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spring Breakers, which we'll talk about oh, later. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Uh, we're going to move on, but first I want to tell you about TweakedAudio.com. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Today I was listening to the new album by a uh, Finnish melodic doom metal band called Swallow the Sun. The album is called Moonflowers. Okay. And the deluxe edition, which is the only one you can listen to on Spotify, has the entire album, and then it has classical music versions of every song on the album after it. Mm-hmm. It was great. It sounded great uh, on my TweakedArdia.com earbuds. I would recommend it. Uh, you can find them at a low, low price at TweakedArdia.com, but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one-third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to TweakedArdia.com and use the offer code pretension. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Tyler? Yes. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay. Uh, we, oh, a while ago, this is mid, mid-pando, um, we uh, did uh, an episode about just movies that have the names of states yes. in the title. Uh, and this was my wife's idea for a follow-up. Uh, that'll be shorter because there's only four of these as opposed to 50 um, movies with the names of seasons right in the title now there's only four but there are five possibilities in my oh, because opinion. of fallen because autumn of fallen autumn um yeah yeah so uh, oh, i'm glad i did my list the way i did because that means I, I hadn't thought about autumn and now i can think about autumn uh, there, yeah and I was, I was doing, you know, uh, it's been a very busy week for me. So I did some, some cursory research and realized like, oh, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. I don't, uh, I don't have much of an association with many of them. Yeah. So, so I was thinking like, okay, well, I think we've done an episode about titles before, right? 
Um, oh, probably. We, we've done seven. We've done many episodes. <laughs> um, but it's to the point now that if I think of a topic, it's like, yeah, that'd probably be pretty good. It's like, I'm sure we've done it before. And I just, you know, like yeah. eight years ago or something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I was thinking like, okay, well, rather than obviously where I've seen the movies then I'm, I'm happy to comment on them. But I also thought like people have very specific associations with these words because they, you know, people have a favorite season. People right. have memories of specific seasons um, because of, uh, you know, uh, whether it be a holiday or, or an event that is tied to that season or, or an experience that was tied to that season. And so just like, you know, when we when we did an episode about uh, the word American uh, mm-hmm. in the title, like when you incorporate the name of a season into your title, you are immediately trying to evoke something. Yeah. And so I'm, so as we go, I I'm, I'm fine to go season by season. I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, and so as we do, yes, again, I'm, I'm happy to talk, talk about individual titles that I've seen, but I also want to talk about like, okay, well, what are, what are our associations as people, but also as moviegoers, with that season and why do we think that it was important that that worked its way into the title? Yeah. Uh, I also want to go season by season, although there are some things I want to address uh, up up front. Uh, Ozu in general just has so many seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Even Um, I didn't realize as I was doing the research, I was like, so wait, did he cover everything? Yeah. Not officially, <laughs> but yeah, it's like late, early. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he's got them all. Uh, and then Eric Romare also did, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, seasons. Um, Bergman had multiple summer movies, which we'll get to. They actually, in Bergman Island, they reference the summer movies. Um, but I feel like we have to start with spring because it's the first one in the movie we have to start with, which is spring, summer, fall, winter, and spring. The movie, yeah. the uh, Kim Ki Duck said, this is where it starts. Yeah. Uh, I guess may he rest in peace, but also like he was canceled. So I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, it's still sad when a person dies, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Death itself but also, is an unfortunate fact yes. of life, but also my heart goes out to the people that he, uh, uh tormented and, and abused on his, uh, in his life. So it's a tough thing to address along those lines. I was, uh, listeners of the, of the movie journal know that, uh, you and I both saw Belfast and, and one of my positive takeaways from it was like, Oh, I like Van Morrison. I need to listen to more Van Morrison. And then media was like, wait, I feel like we're all mad at him for some reason. And I don't remember why. <laughs> yeah. Him and Eric Clapton. They're like, what, what uh, did it have to do with? It was not, uh, they're like, protesting the lockdowns and stuff oh, like that. Right, saying that right. like the, they're doubting the science and saying it doesn't really. Like, okay. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's cost Eric Clapton. Cause he's had like one, if not two, like people like opening acts drop off his tour, I think mm. because of that. Um, yeah. And now, like, this isn't COVID-related, but now Brian May from Queen is, like, just old rockers with bad take, bad takes. Because yeah. he was saying something about how, like... Because it was, like, the Polaris Awards, like, did away with gendered categories. And he, oh, okay. now he's, like, everything's too woke. He said something like, uh, 
Queen wouldn't have been famous today because we didn't have a transgender person in the band, which is like, I don't know. I'm, I think you guys did okay. And also, <laughs> I'm looking at the top 40 charts today. It's not like we were completely overrun with transgender yeah, yeah. artists. We're lousy yeah. with transgender yeah, people. Yeah, so uh, I don't yeah. know. It just, it just uh, we have to remind ourselves that we're going to get old and things are going to change. And sometimes if things seem new and scary to us, maybe the best approach is to step back and think a little more. Yeah. Not be reactionary, Brian May. Um, no, you may not. Uh, all right. So I have a reaction to that that you just said. <laughs> it's not a positive one. Spring, um, summer, fall, winter, and spring uh, is, yeah, one of my top 100 favorite movies of all time. I have a list to prove it. Um, but I think uh, it, it, it cycles through the seasons. But if you don't know the premise of the, the, the structure of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, listeners, it does all the seasons in the order, but there are also years of not decades in between. It tells the story of an entire of a man's entire life from childhood to old age by telling like a spring when he's hmm. a little, like a little kid. And then a summer when he's like a teenager and then a fall when he's a young adult. And then, you know, you get it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think, uh, to your point, Tyler, about like why you put these things in titles, starting with spring seems like for a story that starts with, you know, it goes from birth. Yeah. Um, spring is a good place to start because spring is what we think of as like reawakening. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, which then brings into question, like obviously the final, the second spring in this movie includes a death is this, um, I mean, this is a movie about a Buddhist monk, so there is this mm-hmm. idea that even death is just another uh, uh, another start again. Yeah, and as far as the title goes, the you know the ellipsis speaks volumes. Oh, right. For those who you don't know, know, it's spring, summer, fall, winter, dot dot dot, and spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, it, it's impossible for me to say dot 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 in regards to an ellipsis without thinking of Sling Blade, right? Oh, it's been uh, so long since I've seen it. Oh my gosh, where uh, one of Dwight Yoakam's friends who oh. fancies himself a poet, and I don't it's remember. It's Vic Chestnut, right? Vic Ch- I think it is Vic Chestnut. I don't think it is oh, him. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's that group of friends, right. but it's, a, but yeah, it's it's this guy who's like, you know, over the top, and because Vic Chestnut, I remember being fairly soft-spoken, whereas this guy's yeah. kind of big, and he goes, he goes, dot, 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 like, and he yeah. says it like he's being very oh. uh, artistic indeed. You know what I was thinking of? The Vic Chestnut line that I like in that movie is when he's talking about the song that he wrote, mm. and he says the name of the song, and it's like, he says, like, it's da-da-da, and then in parentheses, like they do, <laughs> he says <laughs> the other part of the name. I can't remember what the name of the song is. I have yeah. to watch that again. Uh, uh, but yeah, so... So kicking off with spring, Mm -hmm. um, you know, thinking in terms of, uh, because you and I did talk about this, like, oh, when we we do fall, are we going to do, you know, follow the Roman Empire and stuff like that? And the answer is obviously no. But spring, uh, usually when it's in a title, it's referring to the season. It probably is not referring to uh, an actual spring or the act of springing. Yeah, although Um, I, 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 because I was looking like, Speaking of Bergman, the virgin spring does refer to yes. a spring in, like, yes. you know, water. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, the Ned Beatty, Lev Schreiber film, Spring Forward, right. yeah. which the term spring forward has to do with, like, daylight saving time, which is connected to the season, That's like true. spring forward, fall back. Yeah. So, and even in that, in that little, uh, that little uh, memory trick, it's 
capitalizing on the fact that these words have two meanings. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So uh, so as far as that, uh, there a lot of my spring titles are connected to Ozu, of course. Uh, and I think the only like season film of his that I saw was late spring, um, which I, which I adored. Uh, but you mentioned spring breakers, which I actually to this day have not seen. Oh, spring breakers is, uh, is so good. Um, but, uh, I don't know what it, uh, because yes, the spring and spring break refers to the the season, but also yeah. spring break is such, yes, is such a, like a thing on its own that I'm not sure how many Corinne is saying anything about the, about, we're not supposed to think of the spring, like fucking like Easter and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Verdi, you know, well, I guess he did all the seasons, but the, the spring one is the one I always think of. Um, we're supposed to think of spring break. Yeah. Spring break is its own thing. Yeah. Whereas now I'm not using us to, to transition us, but you know, something, like summer because in a way it's there are certain ways in which uh seasons are connected with holidays or or synonymous with holidays without being specific to one like summer like you think in terms of being off from school summer itself is seen as a vacation Mm, um certainly not when you get older and you have to work that whole time, which I remember as a kid, that thought depressed me so much. Uh, but now that I'm not teaching in the summer, it's like, good Lord, I wish I was working. Uh, (laughs) really, I could really use that money. But, um, but yeah, so like spring break is its own thing. It's, it's a, it's not a specific holiday. It's a, it's a vacation, just like summer, the entirety of summer could be synonymous with vacation as opposed to 4th of July or something like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so spring break is its own term that is still contingent on being taking place during spring. Um, do we, should we move on to summer? Sure. Uh, well, actually, I have one that bridges it, which okay. is the movie Spring Night, Summer Night, which I've talked about a couple times on various movie journals, mm-hmm. um, which is a um, super low-budget American independent film from the 60s, uh, I think. That's, um, oh, I uh, was having drinks with a friend who was in town the other night, and we uh, hit on a subject that would be a, a good topic for Battleship Retention, except I don't know if it would or not. Incest movies. <laughs> Could we do a whole episode on movies about incest? Good Lord, I hope so. Yeah, okay, let's do an incest. <laughs> anyway, Spring Night, Summer Night is an incest uh, story. It is about a brother and sister who have sex on a spring night, and then he leaves home to run away from his problems and comes back a few months later to find out that his sister is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that goes into, uh, spring and, 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 and summer. And I guess if we're sticking with this thing of trying to interpret what it means about the seasons, like what they did in the spring, there's something like sort of, it's obviously it's bad because of the incest thing, but it feels consequence free. It feels like there is. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, summer i don't not sure what summer says about that maybe this is an appalachian movie maybe it's about mm. the oppressive humidity and heat yeah. of of the summer um that because this is a movie despite being in black and white uh that feels hot uh, and in I, the summer part and it's it's the recognition that like okay we're getting into the summer now the year is moving along you know when you're in spring even though obviously the first part of every year is 
deep into winter, uh, it feels like the year officially like, like really starts in our minds in the spring. You get into summer, especially as you get into like late August and, and that sort of thing in September. Uh, and it's like, oh, oh, we're into the eighth and 10th and ninth month here, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it does have that feeling of time has gone on, gone on, especially yeah. if you are putting spring night, summer night next to each other. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have for summer? I have a lot. I have I have quite a few. Uh, summer rental, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, that wonderful John Candy movie. Um, Carl Reiner movie. Speaking of uh, oh yes, rest yes. in peace. Um, um, and uh, also speaking of rest in peace, uh, Rip Torn. Yeah. Oh boy, the curse of summer rental. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, that reminds me of this. Uh, this wonderful Norm Macdonald bit where was it, was it Raymond Zarek who, who passed away somewhat recently or uh, it or, was, I think Raymond Zarek or Robbie Krieger, one of the doors. Uh, yeah. But anyway, let's say it was Raymond Zarek. Now I don't remember. I, it was. I feel bad saying that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Raymond Zarek. Yeah. So he goes, not, and also not that recently it was eight years ago. Yeah. It's, well, this is, this is an old, <laughs> right. an old episode of his, his podcast where he just goes, he goes, he goes, ah, Ray Manzarek died. The curse of the doors. A <laughs> 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 uh, very Norm Macdonald kind of joke. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking at these, so I've got, I'm just going to list off a bunch of them. Oh, okay. I know what you did last summer, 500 days of summer, Indian summer, hot summer nights, the long, hot summer, Kings of summer. Then there's like early summer and all that sort of thing. Then there's summer of Sam, summer of soul. Uh, and in this case, I, like, more so maybe maybe not winter but like the i get such a sense whether i've seen the films or not and i've seen actually quite a bit of those but like you get such a sense of what we're talking about there is for some reason when talking about summer and incorporating it into a title i really get a sense of a certain like a beginning and end like this is yeah, not an ongoing I, thing this was the summer and then it was done it reminds me of maybe it goes back to the school thing of like mm-hmm. summer being its own yeah. thing and there's um i don't know if you ever read it the stephen king uh, book. i listened to it okay so there's the whole i can't remember which one of the boys there's a whole thing about his thought process about like how he knows that summer is only three months but mm-hmm. And that's adults think it's only three months, but they don't understand it's actually an entire like. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what word he uses, um, but it's an it's an era unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there is and there's a, a clear probably because of the school thing. There's like a clear beginning and end. Uh, and so saying, you know, summer of Sam and summer of soul yeah. and like Kings of summer, like there is just there's a romanticism to it uh, and this feeling of a certain feeling of, of freedom and, but freedom within very specific limits. Um, and, uh, that's as I'm reading through these, like, Oh yeah. Like almost all of these titles are evoking that in in my, in my view. Um, and even something, even something like I know what you did last summer. It's it's this idea. It's like, Hey, back when you were having fun, something happened. Yeah. And I remember, and I know what it was, but it also feels like I know what you did back when you were a different person. Yeah. Because that's 
what happens in summer stays in summer. <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else. David Lean's Summertime. That's a movie that's oh, actually that's about right. an American on vacation. That's so it, right. Uh, evokes that. I forgot that one. Um, let's see. What else do I have? There's a documentary called Chronicle of a Summer, and that thing I think feels fits in with, with, with your thing about it uh, being a mini era. Um you mentioned Indian Summer, which I don't like that movie. I'm like, I don't like my. I Finder, haven't seen I it think. in so long, but uh, I didn't. I think I saw it like in high school when I don't think I was meant to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not for. Uh, it's probably when I saw it too, not for us. But uh, but I've seen other Mike Binder films since then, and I didn't. Like yeah, The Upside of Anger is him and Rain Over Me. I didn't see his yeah. last one with the Kevin Costner uh, Octavia Spencer movie. Uh, was it called Black and White? I think it's called, oh boy, I forgot all about that one. Yeah, I think it's called Black and White. You know why you forgot about it? Because it's one of those movies that like, it didn't like, you've heard there's a podcast, this had Oscar buzz. Mm -hmm. It didn't even get to that point. The distributor was like, never mind, we're not doing any promotion for this. Like they lost faith in it uh, pretty early on in that award season. I keep meaning to listen to that podcast because it's such a great premise. Yeah. Uh, Have you listened to it? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh. I should listen to it in, on, on my commute. Uh, all right. You mentioned, I know what you did last summer. You mentioned Summer of Sam. Um, there are oh, a couple okay. here that understandably play into the heat. You know, there's hot summer nights. There's the long, hot summer. Uh, and it really... Wet, wet hot American wet, summer. Wet, hot American summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's like, obviously, summer is, is hot. But there is this feeling. It's like, ooh, hot summer nights. And... and wet hot American summer is it supposed is supposed to be kind of amusing, but yeah, this idea of, of it being, it's like, yes, this is a, a season of freedom, but it is also a season where there can be a certain kind of oppression, which is, yeah. which is heat. And out of that can come a certain kind of passion, a certain kind of tension. Uh, and yeah, so, uh, so the, yeah, there are a few that incorporate this, like the idea of a hot summer does not, uh, it's, it's almost like the term spring break, you know, the hot summer yeah. or summer heat or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's the, they go hand in hand. Um, now what about, did you put midsummer or a midsummer night's dream? On, I did on not. And I guess I, cause that, but I that's, I that's an, but midsummer is another thing where that's like, uh, it's like a pagan holiday. Yeah. And so both those movies have the idea of like strange things happening, but I don't know if that it might be like you said, like a spring break thing where midsummer is its own evokes its own sort of like mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, and it's like something that we don't have much of an association with outside of what films yeah. and, and plays have told us. Did you see stolen summer? The first project green, green light movie? No, I didn't. Did I did. You? I did, but I don't really remember much about it. That sounds right. <laughs> but, he, but okay. Again, because we're talking about titles and not even necessarily content, the, the idea of stolen summer, like that feels so like, Oh no. Yeah. We're going to get one of these. A you want to get one of these a year, especially <laughs> as a kid. And it is being such, uh, being such an important time in your life. The idea of having your summer, your, your summer stolen, uh, is, is infuriating and tragic and yeah. desperate. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else I have. I don't here. know if the film is any of that, but uh, still, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, 
my summer of love, which I think plays into your thing about sure. like, cause it is about like a, uh, a teen lesbian romance that only like, mm-hmm. uh, lasts for a summer directed by Pavel Pavlikowski. Um, Summer 1993. That was a good movie, but I don't remember. Oh, I don't uh, even know that movie. That's, um, it's not American. It's, um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy, but it's a coming of age movie and you can have, you can pack a whole coming of age movie into a summer. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and then, you know what? Sometimes I have movies on this list cause I'm just like exported from my letterbox list. Hmm. It's I have movies coming up that I'm like, what is that? So I have a movie called that summer. Okay. Oh, okay. This was recent, but it's the other gray gardens movie. It's like, I don't oh, know. If you okay. Remember hearing about there. They made another. Yes, documentary that's right. About, yeah. Okay. So I'm not counting that one. Um, you mentioned summer rental. What else? Jazz on a summer's day is a documentary about sure. the, uh, Newport jazz festival. Uh, Summer of 85 is a very recent movie that again, well, well, I wonder what it is. Maybe it just has to do with the kind of movies that I watch, but uh, what it is about queer romances and they're like my summer of love is lesbian. Summer of 85 is, is, uh, two, uh, gay boys. Um, but is it, I can imagine it being, if it's a situation of like, uh, of self discovery and like connecting with certain feelings for the first time. And so at, which means connecting probably with another person for the first time. And the understanding is like, yeah, if it's the first time, it's probably not going to last that long. It's going to be, there's right. going to be a fleeting quality to it. But is it also maybe also like about the idea that summer is as a young, as a child, summer is the part of your life where you are spending long stretches of time out of the eyes of adults, like away yeah. from like, so like something that is maybe, in a place where it's considered illicit or whatever has more room to bloom in mm-hmm. the summer because there, there aren't teachers and parents around all of sure. that. Uh, you mentioned summer of soul and that, that finishes off my, my summer list. Okay. So now the question is, do we go autumn or fall? Let's first? do autumn. Cause okay. I feel like there are fewer of them. Uh, I only have one that I've seen, which is Eric Romare's an autumn tale, which is okay. Uh, yeah, he he did a number of season movies. And I saw that that was because um, I was a very normal, well-adjusted 17-year-old boy in the Midwest. <laughs> I went to see an autumn tale in the theater by myself on a weekday afternoon once I had my driver's license. That was like the the first that was the whole reason I wanted a driver's license. I mean, there are other reasons, but it wasn't about like, I don't know cruising the strip or right. like picking up, you know, honeys or whatever. <laughs> like it was like, there's no other way I'm going to get to go see an autumn tale or Felicia's journey in the theater. Right. No one I know adult or child is going to go with me. Once I have my own car, I can go do that by myself. And I saw an autumn tale at the Plaza front neck. And as you know, at the time I didn't see movies by myself. Uh, but I also still wanted to see these movies, you know? And so I would just like finagle my poor friends into seeing like, Oh, this movie time. Co- I think, did I see time code with you uh, or did I s- not in the theater? You not- showed me time code at your, okay. uh, your, your parents place in, in yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I saw it with Jason. He's usually the person I saw stuff with because he was also interested. But there are a few uh, a few people that's like, hey, let's go check this out. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, <laughs> hey, it looks good. Let's let's give it a shot. Uh, and I, I, in retrospect, I feel kind of bad for those friends because um, I think I probably steamrolled them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, obviously there's there's you know a lot of. Uh, there's some some ozu in here. Uh, the first one I thought of was Autumn in New York, um, which I haven't seen, and neither have but, I. But which, uh, which I know from an, uh, we talked about this before. There's an episode of BoJack Horseman where he has an extended discussion with uh, Hollyhock. Um, yes, about oh yeah, the fact that Autumn in New York was released in August. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine to at this point move on to to fall, but I don't think I have any for fall. That oh really? The actual like I don't have any that are the actual season. Like before night falls, except for spring, summer, fall, winter, and spring. I've got like downfall, seraphim falls, when evening falls on Bucharest. Oh okay. The fallen idol, but I don't seem to have any that are actual there's, fall. There's legends of the fall, which I've never seen. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess there aren't that uh, there aren't that many others. I guess I assume that you would have more. It feels like there should be more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh well, maybe. Uh, yeah, my... listeners, weigh, uh, weigh in if if there are more fall movies and not, not counting Ozu. Like we, we've, right. We yeah. covered Ozu and yeah. and Romare at the at the top, and um, Ozu seems to really favor autumn over fall. Uh, well, it's got a lot of spring and yeah. And, and, Early summer, yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's very interesting. That like the only one that I could think of was Legends of the Fall. Um, and maybe they and maybe maybe directors try to avoid it because the word fall as a verb, but then it can also be a noun of like the fall. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, maybe because it has so many other connotations and they don't want you. It's like, oh, that's not what I mean when I say fall. So, yeah. you know, what? we're just going to move on. Or they favor autumn. But sure. That's why I had one more autumn than fall. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't have any here. That's very interesting. Um, this is going to be a short episode. Except I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about winter. There's a lot about winter. Yes. Yeah. There. Uh, well, you've been good at kicking things off here. So, um, and I will say that, like, it's it's certainly there are there are uh, several films with with autumn in the title and not that many with fall. But, uh, you know, the association with with fall to just sort of briefly talk about the season oh, itself. Yeah. Um, you know, my association with it is there's a certain romanticism, but it's definitely like, you know, you hear somebody talk about their autumn years and it's like we, we are things are winding down in yeah. a way that can be quite beautiful but undeniable there's undeniable decay uh, and and death and and transition out of life and and renewal and that sort of thing yeah um which then brings us to winter winter which is which is death (laughs) which is yes absolutely it's it is i do i mean back when i experienced seasons more uh palpably uh in denver and missouri and, and chicago yeah um fall was pretty amazing um 
but there is something to be said for winter. Uh, I do like, I really like snow. I like a really, a really cold day. Uh, Jen and I went back to, uh, Minnesota for, for Thanksgiving and, uh, it had not snowed, which felt right for me because like, well, we're not in December yet. Winter hasn't started yet. Yeah. Uh, as you know, winter for me starts December 1st. Um, and, uh, but it was still very chilly. Like, it, yeah. like when we arrived, it was 30 degrees, which isn't that cold for Minnesota. Um, and then it dropped down to like 15. It was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is more what I thought. Um, but it was, it was so refreshing and just like being out in the, and we took like the kids out to the uh, Jen's parents' backyard and like they had a big pile of leaves and the kids played in it and it was, and they were, oh my gosh, they were all bundled up and in winter wear and it's just the cutest <laughs> damn thing you've ever seen. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I definitely love winter and, and there is no question like there's like summer, maybe even more than spring. I feel like summer and winter are the two that a lot came up, uh, when I was doing my research. And I think it's because just like summer has, a, we have very specific associations with it from childhood. I think, I think winter, uh, as opposed to Christmas, yes, Christmas and, and, you know, right. and Hanukkah, but <clears throat> culturally like more Christmas, like it's right there in winter. But if we're going to talk about Christmas, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Winter itself is sad and maybe at best bittersweet, but certainly there's well, an, air, uh, an air of melancholy to it. But there, it's more, there's an air of like, I guess like hibernation, like being like everything is stopped, mm-hmm. you know? Um, cause I'm actually going to start with to contradict what you just said. One of my all time favorite Christmas movies is the lion in winter. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, but that is, you know, he's at the end of his life, even though he's played by someone who's younger than you and I are now. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> let me, hang on. Let me, let me sense memory back to that performance for which I won best actor state of Missouri year 2000. Uh, he's 50. No, I'm saying uh, Peter O'Toole oh, is Peter young, oh, younger yes. than you and I are now. Oh yes. And he, yeah. And he plays a, a 50 year old man. And I, yeah. and, Whereas Catherine Hepburn was, I think, significantly older than that and yeah. was playing a little bit younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that must have been an odd. I don't know. They're both they're both professionals. They could make it work. Yeah. And they did. Um, yeah, I, free, I I always forget that that takes place uh, during Christmas. Yeah, that's the whole reason that he like let his wife out of prison <laughs> and that their son <laughs> is, right. is back. Uh, he's <laughs> such an old romantic. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. That. that the Lion in Winter has, I think when I was younger, I was like bored by the title. I was like, oh, that sounds like it's going to be a, a snooze. Yeah. It's uh, not a snooze, that movie at no, all. It's uh, crackling dialogue, really wonderful performances. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, even that title, yes, I, I, I think I'm reluctant to call it a Christmas movie. But, um, but yeah, that title, like The Lion in Winter, like it we have a definite association with lions and we have a definite association with winter. And there is a quality of like this thing that we associate with strength and power. It's like, yeah, but what would it be like? What would it look like for a lion uh, to exist in winter? It's like, well, I guess hibernation and probably just not what it used to be. (laughs) But also there's, I think the movie also makes the case like still a lion though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like in certain places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, there's, uh, 
I thought of Winter's Bone. Yeah, that's um, the next one on my list uh, as well, which I don't even know. I don't know what, I haven't read the book. I don't know what Winter's Bone I don't either, means. but I love that title because it just sounds so sparse and just so uh, hopeless. Oh, and I guess it also feels to me like, is it maybe that a the, the idea that a bone would break more easily in the winter because it's frozen. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, less, maybe. there's less give. I don't know. This is all. Yeah. I don't actually know. And, and this is one of those things. This is why I, I'm, I feel like we haven't done an episode about titles, but that pro- that can't be true. It can't be true. Uh, that like, I don't, I, I definitely, I tend to view titles as more of a vibe. Uh, than anything I'm supposed to. I remember something that that, uh, Tom Waits said about lyrics is that sometimes he just puts words together because because we have associations with those words and what would it be like to put them together? Uh, Even if they don't make a great deal of sense, they make a certain type of sense. And so... Cooking up a Filipino box spring hog. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. There's a bird in my chimney and a stone in my bed. And it's like, oh... Was it supposed to be the other way around? Because I don't think you're supposed to have a bird in your bed either. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, and so something like Winter's Bone, like I'm sure it actually does refer to something. But to me, it's like, okay, so we've got winter, which is cold and unforgiving. And then yeah. we have like a bone and like a bone usually means death and not even decay. Decay has long since happened. Right. The bone is bare and barren and all of that sort of thing. And like put those together and it's like, and it is a, I look at a title like that and just think like, this is going to be stripped down yeah. like a tree in winter and like a stripped down, uh, a stripped bone. Uh, and it's going to be, we're, we're, to keep the theme going, like we're in for some tough sledding uh, with Winter's Bone. Yeah. Which is pretty much true, I'd yes. say. Um, I also have here Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which sure. I know obviously the Winter Soldier comes from the 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 comics, but um, that kind of has multiple meanings because Bucky did like die on mm-hmm. a snowy mountain, or not die, I guess. Right. He was thought dead. But also the idea that he spends so much time dormant. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, in hibernation himself, and then also, I know this sounds kind of shitty and stereotypical, but the idea that he is is like in the service of the Russians, essentially, and that uh, Russia, I I associate Russia with snow, uh, yeah. even yeah. even though like you know, when I read Crime and Punishment, uh, it talked about it being just an oppressive summer <laughs> and uh, terrible heat, and Raskolnikov is going insane, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's an evocative title, the winter, like the the concept of like yeah. a winter soldier. Yeah. Um, so there's Winter's Tale, which I didn't see. I never saw it. It looked so batshit crazy to me that I'm curious. Yeah. Um, and again, this is one of those things where you you put another word, you pair winter with another word. And it really changed in this case, really changes the meaning like winter's bone. It's like, OK, you've put the one word in there that can make winter sound worse. Uh, whereas winter's tale sounds a little, uh, romantic and a yeah. little bit like, Oh, this sounds light. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's cold outside, but we're all gathered around the fire. Yeah. 
grandma's going to tell us a tale. I, I have no idea what the movie's about, <laughs> by the way. Uh, she's going to tell us a nice winter's tale. Yeah. Um, uh, I mentioned um, uh, on the movie journal just this week, uh, Miklos Jansko's Winter Wind, mm. which is a movie about a sort of uh, revolutionary who has reached the end of his usefulness. But it also takes place in the winter and uh, winter wind. I mean, wind is cold to begin with. Winter wind? Oh, my God. Oh, It'll chill you to your winter's bone. <laughs> oh, I wish we were done. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, and along those lines, uh, being, uh, you know, being married to a, a photographer, uh, the concept of winter light... Oh, yeah. Uh, ...is one that I became familiar with. Winter light being a... a uh, Bergman. Bergman film. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize. Ber- yeah. Bergman has. He's got a few. Multiple summers, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and. Is is Autumn Sonata, is that his or is that someone else? Uh, I think it is. I don't I remember now. It. I was writing it down. Um, but yeah, like there is. The concept of Winterlight is very real. Uh, certainly when I just went. When we just went up to Minnesota. Like it was 2.30. And Jen's like, it feels like it's five. Like it's, mm. and it's like, yeah, we're further up north and, and it's not necessarily that the days are shorter. It's just that the light looks different, certainly this time of year. And, uh, it, and you, and I used to be a, a photo editor. Um, and you would have to, I had to change my editing technique based on the time of year because there was even in California, there was such a thing as winter light that may, there was a little bit harsher, uh, and more stark and you had to, you had to, uh, adapt to that. And so, yeah, I, I, for a number of reasons, definitely have an association with the idea of winter light. Um, so yeah, just, yeah. Winter light Bergman, autumn sonata Bergman, um, summer with Monica smiles of the summer night. And then I'd also forgotten summer interlude. He had three summer movies. Oh, wow. Some are interludes. That that one makes sense. Like that one really fits, I think, with what we were talking about. Um, I also have uh, a couple other winter ones. There's uh, Winter Kills, a movie that I saw many, many years ago on VHS. It stars. Okay. Uh, I was. <laughs> this is maybe one of the nerdiest things I'm ever going to say. Okay. Uh, it featured. Uh, uh, it featured John Huston as a like a villain character, and that in high school was enough for me yeah. to be like, oh interesting so I, I gave that a watch and uh and remember and it's like there you go winter kills like that's it's right there uh not really uh mincing words there and then i did see the film though i don't have much of a memory for it of uh, winter passing um with uh, zoe deschanel and ed harris and will ferrell oh my god i forgot about that movie yeah uh i never saw that I remember liking it, but it, uh, even at the time, I got a sense of like, oh, there's a, there's kind of that early mid two thousands quirk to it mm-hmm. that uh, where it's like there's a dramatic element, but there's also like a goofy element as well, and uh, thinking like, yeah, this mix is okay, um, but yeah, but winter passing, and, and I'm sure that term refers to something, but I can't think of what it would be, and they may and they may actually talk about it in the film, yeah, but. Because it's like, is it is it is it about winter as a season is passing into something else? I'm right. not sure. Or is it some sort of like passage that you take in winter? Right. Yeah. I can't think of any passage you would take specifically in the winter. If, if well, anything, I can't I can actually. Imagine. If like if you 
if you're on foot there are bodies of water that you can only cross in the wind in the winter yes uh i remember uh it's very sad but i remember um into the wild the, the that true story of of chris mccandless like um, went into the the area where he eventually would pass away. He went into that during one season, uh, and then when he tried to leave, he found that uh, the the waters had risen, right? Um, because uh, snow had melted and that sort of thing. Yeah. So he was able to cross into it because of the winter. Um, well, there or at you least go. that's a winter passing. That's a winter passing. Well, uh, I think we're done. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. And, yeah, this uh, is fun. You know, uh, <laughs> I feel that it, it, I feel like we're we're giving the uh, the the episode proper, like the 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 short shrift. Uh, is that is that the term? Yeah, that's short the term. shrift. Um, because we spent so long on the movie journal, but uh, you know, yeah. hey, uh, it's all you, content. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like that at all. Um, although you know what, uh, I don't know how much. I, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I, I started working as a. Uh, I don't remember my title: curator, producer, whatever, for a, a small uh, streaming service, and uh, so I've been like finding stuff to to add to the platform, and. I've I've used the word content more than I am comfortable with <laughs> uh, because that's just kind of the term that you use and yeah. and I feel bad like like I know that I'm that in my mind it's like <clears throat> I'm not just picking any content I'm picking stuff that I like that I think yeah. would, would fit well I know that's what I mean yeah. but when I email when I send out an email and I use the term content it's like uh, do the, do they know what I mean? Or do they think it's just like one thing's as good as the next? Who gives a shit? Uh, I hope that's not Could how be it's both, taken. But it's, it's a, yeah, it is when you're working in that industry, it's a term of a term of art or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Literally. It's how we refer to art as content. All right. Well, you can find so us depressing. at battleshippretension.com. Uh, you could probably find reviews of some of the movies you mentioned today. Mm-hmm. Uh, winter wind. I mentioned, um, uh, that's at battleshipretention.com. You can email us at david at battleshipretension.com or tyler at battleshipretension.com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at DaveyPretension. Also, check out my other podcast, The One Where I Met Your Mother. This week, we talked about Season 2, Episode 2 of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. That's what we do every week, uh, watching the shows concurrently. Uh, so we had, um, uh, let's see, uh, 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 the gang um, try, tasting Carol's breast milk on Friends and uh, Lily's return to New York on How I Met Your Mother. Fun stuff. That's yeah, are you still enjoying? Because I recognize that you're like this is like a fun thing for you to do with Natalie. Yeah. But as far as the the show itself, are you enjoy? Are you still enjoying the format of the oh, show more every okay. week? Because okay. we're like figuring it out we're like coming up with running jokes or doing what like podcasts do uh and what the shows themselves are doing yeah that's true yeah we're becoming as good as friends and how i met your mother i can see that uh yeah definitely yeah if i I, I, when i say check it out every week i mean check it out we like seriously have a blast doing it okay um uh yeah so uh I'm, i'm trying to think of something more weird that happened on this week's episode. I feel like there was like a guest star, um, of some, of some note, but I don't remember now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, what happened on friends and how I met your mother. Uh, 
you can follow Tyler on, on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, nothing much right now. I've been oh, just a two and a half hour movie. Oh yeah, there is that. I suppose, um, <laughs> which is uh, yes, Valley of the Shadow, the spiritual value of horror. My documentary uh, is available on Vimeo on demand, and we actually have a we're you can rent it for three ninety nine. We were charging five ninety nine, but uh, for the the holiday season, I don't know. We I don't know why we chose very much a Halloween season type movie, but that's past. So for Christmas, yeah. if you want to well, get money's into tight, the, you got to buy people buying presents. That, yes. Might, yeah. Let's justify it that way. Um, that extra two bucks you can put, you know, towards, yeah. uh, somebody's present or whatever. But yeah, um, stop off at the liquor store and buy a couple, uh, scratchers. There you go. Yes. That's, those get are always fun. The Christmas present. Fun, no, I'm saying those are fun, st- uh, stocking stuffers for people who are 18 or older. That, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but I uh, always, uh, I buy Natalie scratchers every Christmas. Is that true? Yeah. Have they ever, uh, cause I know, you know, there are different levels of, yeah. And maybe she got like four bucks. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, never anything big. Um, but yeah, so you can find that, uh, on Vimeo on demand. And then also, uh, rediscover television is the, the streaming platform that was kind enough to, uh, pay to produce this thing. So you can subscribe to that. There's uh, plenty of other, uh, ugh, content on there <laughs> that you can check out as well. So, um, and then I do have a couple of reviews on, on yeah. Battleship Retention of uh, Wolf and House of Gucci. Hopefully and soon uh, you'll see some movies you like. <laughs> boy, I really hope so. It's been a, on one hand, I've been very excited to like catch up on, on uh, catch up. Not, I mean, I've not fully caught up at all, but to at least see a few more movies that came out in 2021. And then it's just like, I was looking at my letterbox and they're all like, two and a half stars <laughs> and they're all right next to each other on my, on my, uh, list of 2021 movies. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully that will change in the near future. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I've got going. Well, uh, thank you for listening then. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.